Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. The Life of St. Philip Neri by Antonio Galonio, Section 10, Chapter 123 New Buildings Acquired for the Fathers to Live In. Philip's age, 67. Since new men kept joining the congregation, the house was hardly large enough for us all. So another building was added to the house through the generosity of Cardinal Pietro Donato Cesi. He gave us 20,000 crowns to buy the adjacent houses and to construct the apse behind the high altar from its foundations. His brother, Angelo, Bishop of Todi, followed the family tradition as well as his own great attachment to our fathers, to the extent that he paid for the construction of the main front of the church, decorated with the finest workmanship in travertine marble. He had already built a spacious and elegant chapel beside the apse of the high altar on which he spent some 5,000 crowns and more. The other apsidal chapel, which remained to be built, was adorned with precious marble and sacred ornaments at the expense of Alessandro Glorierio, clerk of the Apostolic Camera. Finally, after Philip's death, Cardinal Federico Borromeo, one of our greatest friends, spent 4,000 crowns on the construction of the high altar. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Angels of God, our guardians, dear, to whom God's love commits us here, ever this day be at our side, to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, Have mercy on us. St. Philip Neri, Apostle of Rome, Counselor of Popes, Vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Why would this Cardinal want to build the apse of the church? And why would his brother want to build the front of the church? Well, for a couple of reasons. One of which is the apse of the church is that rounded part at the backside of the church that especially represents Christ's head. So if you think of the church shaped in in, in a cross, And there at the very back, we might think of the back of the church where the the side where the altar is, the tabernacle. It has that rounded part we call the apse. And that apse represents Christ's head, the headship of Christ. It's where the sanctuary is normally built. It's where the mass is celebrated. It creates a special area for the worship of the Lord. And so those who care a lot about the church, who care about the worship of the Lord, 
see it as a great honor to contribute to that apse. And why would someone want to build the facade, the front of the church? Well, we might think the person is just vain. You might just think the person wants to have their name you know, set out there to be the one, because that's what everyone sees. But that would be a very cynical way of reading it. And in fact, uh, I don't even think on the Oratorian Church, I don't think the name of the family, sometimes you have the name of families in the front of churches. But I don't think that the Oratorians went for that. But even if that were the case, that's not the main reason why the church cares about having a facade. The facade, the front of the church, is meant to be a sign that you're entering a new world. If the apse in the sanctuary is where the worship of God is offered, where Christ is adored, if the church herself is the place of the redeemed, if the church herself is where we come to be one with the Lord and through him with the Father in the Holy Spirit, we come to worship together. We come to confess our sins. We come to symbolize the redeeming work of Christ. Then that space is holy. That space is different. And so we want there to be some kind of front through which we enter, through which we remind ourselves that we are entering into the world of prayer and of worship and of adoration and of giving glory to God. And so it's very important how we design our churches. It's very important what the front of the church looks like, insofar as it reminds us of where we're going. But there's also a lesson here tonight for us in the sense that the Oratorians built their church and it was dedicated and it began to be used without a very massive facade front and also without an apse. They basically built a kind of box, a big cube that didn't have the apse, just had a blank back wall and the front of the church had a door and everything, but it wasn't what we see now. And why is this a lesson for us? Well, we don't have to reach perfection all at once. We cannot let the perfect be the enemy of the good. It was very good that they set up some kind of church. It was very good that it was spacious. It was very good that they began to have the worship of the, of the Lord, even if they didn't have the front that they might one day want and the apps they might one day want. And so things that are beautiful take time. Things that are important are not always done all at once. And many people have to be involved. Many people have to be helping in any work of the Lord. There's no one who can do everything themselves. God has made us to need each other. God has put us together so that we can support each other and bear with one another. And gradually, step by step, day by day, something beautiful for the Lord is being built. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.